This is the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast, telling the story of Kosciuszko County through the eyes of those who have been here lifetimes and those who have just arrived. The mission of Clearly Kosciuszko is to craft a sense of place and pull all corners of our county together. The story of our community is ever unfolding and needs you. Each month, we'll talk with those involved in our community and invite listeners to play, learn, and grow alongside us. Now, the latest edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast with your host, Jody Claypool and Ryan Martin. Welcome to another episode of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast. It's powered by Kedco with Dream On Studios in partnership with Tippy River Adventures and Visit Kosciuszko County. I'm Jessica Hauk, your host from Kedco today, and our guest is C. Grandin. But today we wrap up our last episode of the Lead Where You Live series. It's our final episode of the year, and C. is the founder and owner of Atelier Art Gallery in downtown Warsaw, and we're so excited that you're here with us. Well, thank you for inviting me to be here. And we're going to talk a little bit about you and Kosciuszko County and art, which are all wonderful things that I'm super excited about, and to just kind of share what you're doing and the vision you have moving forward. Um, But to get us started, tell us a little bit about who you are and what brought you here to Kosciuszko County. Sounds good. Um, so I moved to Kosciuszko County 10 years ago with my husband. Um, I guess I should backtrack a little bit. Um, I started off my career as a patent litigator in New York City as an attorney, um, and then started having children. And at that time, um, staying home with four children, um, I became really living in New York City, Mm -hmm. became immersed in the art art scene, um, in New York. And just started educating myself, started, my husband and I began collecting art ourselves. I started reading more about art history, and I just realized that more so than patent litigation, um, the art market was really my true passion. Um, we lived in New York City and then in Chicago. And as I said, 10 years ago, uh, my husband had an opportunity um, to come here. He is an attorney as well. Um, he's a mergers and acquisitions um, attorney. And he had the opportunity to come to work for Biomet. Um, initially, the idea was to be doing the IPO of mm-hmm. Biomet, and that turned into the merger with Zimmer. So we came thinking we'd be here for a few years. That was our intention. Um, and he got to run that deal, which was really exciting for him professionally. And then at the end of that, we were you know, considering our options and what we should do. Should we move back to Chicago? Should we go back to New York? Um, looking elsewhere in the country. Mm-hmm. And we were really sad to be considering those options, actually. And that was a little surprising to us because Mm -hmm. we never lived in a town of this size before. Um, But our children all loved their schools. Mm -hmm. I think this is a fantastic public school system. and we loved the lakes, and we loved the community, and the new restaurants that were opening. There was just a lot of exciting new things happening yeah. in, in the county. 
Um, and we loved the Wagon Wheel Center for the mm-hmm. Arts. Um, I couldn't believe that caliber of arts performances um, existed in a town this of this size. Right. Um, and so we decided to make it work here. And in fact, my husband found his new position in Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. And um, when he joined the executive team of his new company, they were wondering when we when would we be moving to Fort Wayne. And we said, No, we're perfectly happy living <laughs> living in Kosciuszko County. We're going to stick where we are. And so. Yeah, we just decided to stay. Um, I've been working as an art advisor during all of that time. So Mm -hmm. basically what an art advisor does is they help people that are interested in buying art, collecting art, um, find the pieces that really speak to them um, and that are good investments that will retain their value and hopefully appreciate as well, um, and helping them build collections. And so most of my clientele for the art advisory business was on the East Coast and the West Coast, just by virtue really of the legal work and my mm-hmm. connections living in New York and Chicago. Um, so I was living here and sort of, you know, living locally, but doing sort of the, this global work, um, working outside of the county. Yeah. Um, so this year was really exciting for me to be able to sort of integrate my personal life and my work life and do it all here. I love it. Um, while I do still travel and I do still work mm-hmm. with clients across the nation, I um, love the the fact that by opening Atelier in March, I'm able to do what I what I love and do it right here. Mm-hmm. And that's so amazing because I think what you bring to the community is so special, um, and it gives us an opportunity to see your talent that we don't always see. Right? Like I don't know the world of buying and selling art and managing that for clients and, you know, all kinds of different things. I just, I love art. I love what speaks to me. Um, and so to see it and to see the variety of it in outside the scope of like just an art fair or, you know, specific things that might be happening, um, to get to see it in the gallery is pretty amazing. So tell us a little bit about what led you to open, um, the gallery and why you chose downtown Warsaw. Well, initially, I was just looking for office space for my advisory business. Mm-hmm. Um, that had been growing. My kids were getting older. I had more opportunity to work, a more robust schedule, and I wanted a professional space to, mm-hmm. to do this work. Um, when I began looking at spaces, you know, being in the world of art and aesthetics, I really wanted something um, interesting, clean. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was leaning towards historical. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted lots of natural light. Um, and when I found this space available in downtown Warsaw, it just seemed perfect to me. I mean, it literally could be a gallery in Chelsea, New York with its high sure. ceilings, its natural light. It's over a hundred years old, has the press tin ceiling, mm-hmm. the, you know, it just was a beautiful, beautiful space. Um, and I, I love the idea of being in downtown and having, you know, a walkable downtown, mm-hmm. having m- multiple things to do downtown. You know, you can, um, go to dinner and then Mm -hmm. pop by and see some art or vice versa. Um, People have been using the space in a lot of different ways, and that's been really exciting to me. But I I sort of jumped ahead. Mm -hmm. You know, when I saw that space, I said, oh, this has to be more than office space. This needs to be exhibition space. And Mm -hmm. I just, it kind of happened very organically, very quickly. I just really decided to run with it. I Mm -hmm. loved the idea of being able to show great, exciting, contemporary and emerging art Mm -hmm. in a smaller town in the Midwest. To me, that's just a very challenging and exciting thing to do. Yeah. 
And it takes a lot of, I mean, as you said, it kind of came together really quickly, but that takes vision and a desire to invest in your community. And so as we talk about like leading where you live, what is it about art and your kind of leadership role in moving Warsaw and Kosciuszko County forward in some new ways that you see that's exciting or, um, you know, that kind of led you to say, hey, this is something I'm passionate about and then figuring out how to push it in. Can you tell us a little bit about that process? Well, years ago, I sort of came up in my head with this sort of mantra of live local, work global. Yeah. <laughs> because I realized I was living the best of both worlds. Um, especially, you know, I just got back from um, going to Miami to Art Basel Miami mm-hmm. and Art Art Miami Art Week, which mm-hmm. is like the biggest art fair um in the United States, certainly, mm-hmm. and it's an international art fair. Mm-hmm. The whole art world kind of converges on Miami in early December for a week of art fairs. There's, you know, yeah, dozens of different types of art fairs, artists, public art, etc. It's very exciting. So what was funny about what was interesting to me is that on a Monday night before I go to the fair every year, I would be um, in an elementary school gymnasium watching elementary school basketball with yeah. people in my community. And then the next day, within 24 hours, I'd be in Miami with celebrities looking at, you know, very expensive art mm-hmm. in this sort of very glamorous, um, exciting environment. And I really you know, sort of, I really enjoyed that idea, mm-hmm. that notion of sort of, you know, having a, those two different types of experiences. Um, so yeah, I really, sorry, I'm really stumbling. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I really had this vision for bringing the arts, you know, bringing more art, um, more contemporary art to our community. Um, I think with the wagon wheel, we've always had really wonderful, successful performing arts in our community. Mm -hmm. We obviously have a burgeoning culinary arts community here. And I thought that, you know, there was a space to move into for the visual arts as well. Mm -hmm. And what's been really interesting about it is not only have people in the community really embraced being able to see this work and have Mm -hmm. it here and being able to walk in on a Friday night and see a great, you know, nationally recognized artist, but the artists themselves are also really excited about it. Um, And that has been really rewarding for me as well. You know, if you are running a contemporary art gallery in New York City, your overhead costs are just so tremendous that you really can't show the newest artists, the Mm -hmm. most emerging artists, because they're not at the right price point, you know, for you to be able to run that business successfully. Mm -hmm. So it takes a lot to get an artist to be selling at a level that a New York City gallery can take a chance on them. Mm -hmm. I have a lot more flexibility. And so I'm able to show artists that are really, really fresh and sort of the beginning of their careers and um, help them sort of develop their their resume and get out there and get in front of get their work in front of people. Um, and I find that really exciting and invigorating. That's really exciting. So tell us about you've done some really great things in 2023 with um, exhibits that you've had and just the way you've run the gallery. Um Talk a little bit about how it was kind of arranging all of those, but then give us a little sneak peek maybe into what's 
coming ahead in 2024. Yeah, that sounds good. So I opened the gallery in March of 2023, and we've had we basically the gallery runs on having a new artist every two months or a new show. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year we've had five shows. Four of them have been solo exhibitions, so that means just one artist yeah. is shown during that time period. And then we had one show that was a group show, and that's a you know that's usually a show that's organized um, along some sort of theme, and mm-hmm. a lot of different artists contribute to that show. So we opened. Opened up with a local artist, actually, Andrea Granger, in March. Um, And she um, is an abstract expressionist. Um, And so she had very large, bold um, canvases that Mm -hmm. um, that show was called Ritual. Um, So that was a very exciting show to to start off with. Mm -hmm. Um, And right out of the gate, we were able to place um, the largest painting in that show with a very, you know, um, well-known art collector in Dallas. So that was exciting to me that not only was I selling art from from this local gallery Mm -hmm. locally, but also with prestigious collectors across the country. So that was really thrilling and an exciting uh, show to open with. And Mm -hmm. then in the spring, we... um, transitioned um, into with an artist um, named Jonathan McGregor. He is an artist in New York City getting his MFA in painting. He's 25 years old, so very young. I think he's yeah. going to be a huge, huge artist. And um, we sold that show out completely. So he does figurative work. So that. that's, you know, paintings with people in them mm-hmm. and discernible objects. Um, and as I mentioned, we sold out that show and we placed one of his paintings with the Fort Wayne Museum of Art. So again, referencing what I was saying about taking chances on newer, younger artists and helping mm-hmm. them get going in their careers, that is a huge... Um, step forward for that artist to have a piece in a permanent collection. Mm -hmm. That's one of the ways that they grow their careers. And that's one of the things that causes the prices of artwork and artists' work to go up, to increase. So in fact, when we finished that, the conclusion of that show, when people were picking up their works or when I was shipping them out to collectors across the country, um, I had to tell those collectors, you know, you purchased it for X, but you need to now insure it for Yes. Twice what you purchased it for. Right. Um, and that's just a little, you know, example of how the art market market works. But because the show sold out, because it was collected across the country, because it was put into a permanent collection, now the artist's work goes to a new pricing tier and mm-hmm. has a new value. And I love learning all these things because I don't – there is a business to art other than, you know, most people think of it as an appreciation mm-hmm. and – Um, you know, it's valuable in the awareness and the education that it brings, but even more so, you know, seeing what kind of impact it has, you know, in a lot of different areas from location and um, appreciation, but also just the value of it and how it inspires artists and, you know, raises their level of work and mastery. So, Mm -hmm. um, Exciting to have you here to tell us about all of those great things because it's something, if you don't ask, you don't know. Right. And I love talking to people about about art and about mm-hmm. how the art market works. Um, that's one of my favorite things. And it really is. I mean, it is an investment class. And mm-hmm. what's nice about that is, I, you know, I would never tell anybody to purchase work solely, purely as an investment. I think sure. it has to be something you're passionate about, something, a piece that you want to live with, that mm-hmm. touches your emotions, speaks to you somehow. But there's this added benefit that you know, mm-hmm. oh, it's going to retain its value mm-hmm. and hopefully it'll even appreciate 
Yeah. Um, you know, if people are making a significant investment, I think they want to know, you know, where, you know, mm-hmm. what, you know, what do I see this artist being able to do with their career? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually a fun thing I've done from time to time, which is a, a talk on how on how to assess an artist's yeah. resume, their CV, mm-hmm. to look for clues as to where their their career might be going, so that you can kind of make a good judgment call: is this investment grade art or is it merely decorative art? Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Um, so any sneaks into 2024 that you want to share? What should we be looking for? What's, you know, the next thing, I guess? Well, so um, I guess I could talk about the group show that I had this yeah. year and I can talk about next year's group show. Okay. So um, so last summer we did a show called Pink is Punk. Loved it. Um, I knew that the Barbie movie, Greta Gerwig's Barbie mm-hmm. movie was coming out, was going to be a huge hit. So mm-hmm. about six months prior, I started planning the Pink is Punk show and I asked various artists to contribute work um, that they, you know, sort of came – sort of spoke to this theme of femininity, mm-hmm. of Barbie herself, mm-hmm. of pink, of sexuality, mm-hmm. of female empowerment, um, sort of what Barbie meant to them. And they could sort of take it yeah. and run with it in any direction that they, you know, mm-hmm. that they wanted to. Um, we had over 20 artists participate in that show. So that was really exciting, including mm-hmm. several international artists. It was a great day for me when I had worked were yes. being delivered from Rome, Italy, and from Korea, and from yeah. Croatia to be part mm-hmm. of this show. I had New York galleries that consigned work um, to Atelier to be mm-hmm. part of that show. Um, and what was, another thing that was great about that show is that it included painting, photography, neon work, sculpture, mm-hmm. some textile work. So it was just a very layered and fun and sometimes garish um, and over-the-top show. And I really, really enjoyed it. Um, And so next summer, we are actually going to do a group show. Um, I don't have the title of it yet, but it's going to be a group show of student work from the high school. I love it. So the high school has a program where they make, they obviously have a robust arts program, but they also have a program where they make surfboards. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we decided that Atelier for the summer, for the month of July, is going to be a surf, converted into a surf shack. So the show is going to be along the lines of, you know, summer surf shack. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to have student work from the high school. And we sort of pitched this, you know, one of the art teachers at mm-hmm. Warsaw and I have been working on this together and we pitched it to the students in the early fall. Um, they came to see the group show over the summer yeah. and they are going to be working all year long developing projects to be submitted and hopefully um, included in the show. But we're, we are truly running it mm-hmm. in the way uh, you know, brick and mortar yeah. art gallery that has to pay the rent sure. and and do all of those things um, would do it. So they yeah. have to submit high caliber work to be considered for the show, and mm-hmm. then we'll put that together. And it should be a pretty exciting endeavor. I'm excited to show their work. Okay, that's really exciting because just a little backstory about that. So part of what I do is show people that recruit for jobs here in Kosciuszko County, but don't live here. A little bit of our community. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about, you know, having them at the yes. gallery, which will be really exciting yes, to absolutely. do that yep. in mm-hmm. 2024. Yep. Um, but early fall, I took them in. And so they got to see the start of that class. Okay. Um, oh, wonderful. And so it's really exciting. In my head, now I'm thinking through all these great things of like, why all of that material was out and they were working through like different processes. And, mm-hmm. um, and so on a couple little tours I've had through the high school this fall, they were prepping 
Yes. For those boards that are going to be at the gallery. So I'm super excited yeah, it, about that. It should be very exciting. I think we can even bring in some sand. The floor is a tiled floor. So I think we can bring in some sand to really get that vibe going. And it should be a really um, exciting show. And, and not only is it about sort of showing the student artists, but it's also about highlighting what's so special about our county. Mm-hmm. And that is the lakes and our recreational, you know, activities that go along yeah. with living here and living on the lakes. And so mm-hmm. uh, at least one or two shows every year, I really mm-hmm. do want to highlight something that's, you know, really special about our community as well. Yeah. And that leads me kind of into just a question about what's your wish list for Kosciuszko County, right? So I love that you live here. We hear so often that people live outside and then work in this Mm -hmm. community. And your family has really invested in living here and then reaching beyond. Because travel and work and those kinds of things can take us anywhere we want them to go. Mm -hmm. But it's where we choose to have home um, and invest Mm -hmm. is really important. And so when you think about Kosciuszko County and what we have, what are other things you think we are getting primed to welcome or what do you want to see welcomed here in Kosciuszko County? Um, Well, I really do want to keep, I'm working with a group of other business owners downtown to really Mm -hmm. promote foot traffic downtown Mm -hmm. and using our downtown because there's wonderful spaces available. There's lots of things to do downtown and we're trying to create even more exciting programming for Mm -hmm. people to spend time downtown. In fact, the show I have up right now is a show of large scale candy works Mm -hmm. called Sugar Rush. And it's um, all work, all paintings by an artist from Puerto Rico, Um, large-scale blow pops, um, sugar daddies, bazooka gum. It's a really fun, you know, whimsical show Mm -hmm. and a nostalgic show. Mm -hmm. And I I chose that show specifically for the holidays because I wanted people to be able to come down with their kids to the gallery. I wanted people to come with grandparents to the gallery. I wanted over the holidays people that had out-of-town guests that they Mm -hmm. needed to get out of their house for a little bit to go downtown, have, you know, go to dinner at a restaurant, see some art. So I think one thing that I'm really pushing for is Mm -hmm. just sort of a, a a more awareness about what there is downtown and, and people being out and about and walking around and getting together and, and gathering. Mm-hmm. So that would be, I guess, my, you know, a, a, an initial goal. Yeah. Um, I can agree with you completely that um, the arts um, are really pivotal really crucial to having to both talent recruitment to our Mm -hmm. area and talent retention. Yeah. Um, I think as humans, we're hardwired to seek novelty and wonder and arts Mm -hmm. really provide those things. They really sort of speak to the soul and and give us something exciting and new. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really think there's a lot of potential there. Um, So I look forward to collaborating with you on a lot of a lot of those potential projects down the road. Long term, I you know if I'm going to go really bold, go bold. um, I would love to see a small museum potentially. Mm -hmm. I would love to see maybe an outdoor sculpture garden or sculpture park. Oh, that would be awesome. You know, we we have land. That's one of Mm -hmm. the things about living in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. Is there there you know there are there is acreage, and we could do something really cool with a with an outdoor sculpture garden. 
um, that yeah. people could, you know, spend time in. I think that would be really exciting. Um, and another thing with, you know, sort of speaking to economic development, mm-hmm. um, I think there's a potential for, a you know, a burgeoning art um, artist enclave here. Yeah. I think we have space and potential for um, – growing a community of artists who want mm-hmm. to live and work here and find studio live work studio spaces sure um and that would just provide another another interesting layer to our mm-hmm. arts environment here and what's great about artists is they tend to be you know at least you know emerging artists tend to be younger mm-hmm. they tend to be a demographic that communities like to have coming in sure. and, and and working um and often artists work second jobs as well they they mm-hmm. bartend they wait tables they mm-hmm. you know they do other things. So I think that there could be a really nice symbiotic relationship if we were able to sort of develop that here. That Yeah, I, I do love that. And I think there's a lot to be said about a community that's also welcoming for Absolutely. art. And we've seen that in a lot of different ways, but also now with, you know, Atelier coming mm-hmm. in and just having that here gives us a great opportunity to see the process in a different way, but also then to choose to invest. And I love that people in the community are choosing to continue to invest in the arts and see Mm -hmm. what's next, what are new opportunities and be welcoming to those things. Absolutely. Um, I do love that idea of an outdoor sculpture garden. Um, And I know you have a lot of insight. You're very inspiring. Um, And so I think just what is it? that maybe one or two things that you would tell someone who's interested in starting something new that sees a gap in their community and says, this is something that I think I can fill. What are maybe a couple of things you would tell that person in encouragement to keep going? Well, I think that's one of the great things about living here is that um, there aren't as many barriers to entry um, Mm -hmm. being here. There's a little bit more uh, um, freedom to do something innovative um, because it's a more affordable community and because um, it's a very supportive community. Um, So I guess a couple things I would say is, um, and this one's a little bit tricky, um, really you know, obviously you should follow your passion and I think Mm -hmm. you should do something. I think you should create something that really speaks to you. Um, So I wouldn't focus too much on trying to guess what other people want or need. I mean, obviously you want to be attentive to your clients, but Mm -hmm. I think to some extent you really need to push your vision and see how it is received, present Mm -hmm. your true vision. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had the most success with, in terms of shows and 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 programming mm-hmm. with the things that I was just passionate about and then trying to um, sort of share and convey mm-hmm. that passion and why I'm why I have that passion yeah. to the people coming into the gallery to mm-hmm. buyers to collectors it, um, rather than trying to anticipate what might be you know mm-hmm. well received and trying to you know simply do something for the sake of um this seems the most marketable or this seems like, yeah. you know, what might have the most appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I really think you just have to sort of stay true to your vision and really try to convey that effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say ask ask for help. Just ask because yeah. I have had um, 
sort of challenges or problems that seemed um, sort of very difficult to me. And then simply by asking another business owner or asking someone, you mm-hmm. know, in the community how they you know, handled mm-hmm. a, you know, a situation or how they, you know, a ve- you know, what vendor they use to implement sure. something. And you can save so much time by just asking. It's mm-hmm. incredible how much time you can save and how much support you get. Yeah. And I think there's something about encouraging your champions to continue to champion you. Mm-hmm. And you get a chance to do that when you're willing to bring them alongside in a small way of like, hey, can you help me with this? Right. You know, and it doesn't have to be a big ask, but it might seem a little intimidating, um, but just to step out and then give those people an opportunity to kind of come around side and alongside and share that message with people that they know and get a little more invested into your business and what you're doing and your vision. And when I answered that question, I was sort of speaking locally, but that actually extends um, in my experience um, on an even larger scale because um, I've had great success just asking artists, Mm -hmm. you know, do you want to show here in Warsaw, Indiana, asking a gallery in New York City, would you be willing to consign these Mm -hmm. artworks to be part of a group show? Um, I don't you know, everybody has been very willing to per- and excited about participating, mm-hmm. and I probably wouldn't have anticipated I would have had that level of of um, agreement and willingness sure. going into this. But I think if you really are able to present your vision clearly um, and professionally, people will really, you know, meet you, and that's mm-hmm. been really exciting as well. It's thrilling to me to have, you know, a New York City artist who wants to do his first solo exhibition and launch his career here yeah. at Atelier in Warsaw, yeah. in downtown Warsaw. I love it. Um, and you've had quite a variety of people coming through the gallery too, right? So it's not just – tell us a little bit about what that has been like having, yes, people from Warsaw, Indiana, mm-hmm. but then seeing the reach that your gallery is having because I think it's – because you're so good at sharing the message and telling your story that it then wants people to tell your story to people that they know and write those little ripples stretch a lot farther. Right. Well, thank you for saying that. Um, Yeah, it's been really, really exciting. I love the different kinds of people that come in and also the different ways they want to use this space. Mm -hmm. Like, um, Mm -hmm. Sort of the maybe the non-traditional ways that we might I might not have thought of Um, in the fall. I had a show called "Be Still" Mm -hmm. that was a show of uh, it was a photography show of still life floral photographs, very Mm -hmm. autumnal sort of romantic fall show. And I had students from the high school um, come over to the gallery before homecoming to take pictures um, to do their homecoming pictures at the gallery, and so that was really special to me to see a group of young women who wanted to come in and, and do yeah. something different with their with their homecoming mm-hmm. pictures. Um, a couple weeks ago, I had two Cub Scouts come in who were working towards their arts appreciation badge. Mm-hmm. And they'd already done research on pop art. So they were telling me about Andy Warhol and what they knew about pop art. And then yeah. they were walking through Sugar Rush and seeing how my current artist, Eduardo Cabrera, mm-hmm. you know, how he, you know his work um, follows in the pop art um, mm-hmm. tradition. 
Kitchen. So that was that was fun as well. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, obviously a lot of people come in locally mm-hmm. um, to see the shows. I've had people from Fort Wayne and South mm-hmm. Bend. And that usually follows with um, a good article in the press in, yeah. in the South Bend mm-hmm. or Fort Wayne, mag- you know, Fort Wayne Magazine or in the mm-hmm. papers. Um, so and that's typically over the weekends. People come mm-hmm. down. Um, and what's thrilling about that, too, is that they those visitors from Fort Wayne and South Bend have said this is a unique and mm-hmm. special place and we don't even have anything like this in our cities. So yeah. um, it is exciting to be really Northern Indiana's only contemporary art gallery. So yes. it's, yeah. we really are kind of a lone wolf in that in that regard. Um and, um, yeah, we're getting lots of social media attention, mm-hmm. and I have buyers finding me across the country, so that's exciting as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lots lots of different ways to use. And we use the gallery in lots of ways other than just showing the art as well. We have a book club that meets. Mm-hmm. Um, we usually do one book club every couple of months, and okay. we read a book about art history or a biography of an artist. Um, we read one book about art and its effect on the brain, its neurological mm-hmm. benefits um, to to our well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy that. It's usually a, it's open to the public. It's usually a small group of 10 to 12 people Great. getting together. Um, our very mm-hmm. first book was a biography of Helen Frankenthaler, um, who was an abstract expressionist in New York in the 1950s. Um, so we had a group of people sitting around discussing, you know, 1950s New York, abstract expressionism, yeah. World War II, um, Nazi Germany, and how that affected the arts, mm-hmm. you know, environment in New York in the 1950s, how Sigmund Freud and psychoanalysis mm-hmm. were influencing art movements at the yes. time. And, you know, there we were, downtown Warsaw mm-hmm. on a Thursday night, Um you know, talking about this book, we had an orthopedic surgeon there. We had a watercolor artist. We had mm-hmm. a stay-at-home mother. Um, we had mm-hmm. a high school teacher who teaches classics. Just uh, nobody in particular knew each other before coming in, and we were sure. there discussing Helen Frankenthaler and you know, and abstract expressionism. And to me, that's really uh, exciting. Yes, yeah, so exciting, and some great opportunities. So, okay. Because people listening may not know much about you, right? This yes. might be their first introduction. Yes. We hope for those of you who are listening and this is your first introduction that you then take this next bit of information and go and, you know, experience the gallery for yourself. So where can people find you? Mm-hmm. Um, physically, we know downtown Warsaw, right. but, um, you know, on social media and then what are the hours in yes. which they can find yes. you? So, Okay, so we are downtown Warsaw, 104 East Center Street. We're in the building that was formerly occupied by Crown Over Jewelry. Mm-hmm. And along those lines, stay tuned for something that may um, – an art exhibition that may reference that Mm -hmm. fact and sort of the history of the space. We're going to be doing something that ties in with jewelry. And we're doing that in part because I've had so many people come in off the street and share their beautiful memories of getting their class ring at crown over jewelry or Mm -hmm. getting the engagement ring to propose to their wife. So we're going to be doing a little homage to crown over jewelry at some point in the future coming soon. Um, On Instagram, we're at Atelier C. Grandin. 
Sheldon. So that's mm-hmm. Atelier, A-T-E-L-I-E-R, and then S-E-A-G-R-A-N-D-O-N. And Instagram's a great way because yeah. it's such a vis- visual medium to show mm-hmm. the art and, and all of the program that we're doing. So I would highly suggest following us on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page. And in January, we'll have a re- be re- relaunching our website at www.cgrandin.com. Mm-hmm. Currently, it's just the advisory business um, being featured at the website, but we will be sure. putting the brick and mortar gallery up and mm-hmm. then also enabling people to purchase artwork over the website as well. So that Great. is exciting. And our hours are Wednesdays and Thursdays from 11 to 4 p.m. and Fridays and Saturdays from 11 to 8 p.m. Um, our holiday hours will be slightly different, so sure. I would ch- recommend, again, going to Instagram to stay mm-hmm. on top of our holiday hours. Although we will be working, um, we would love for people to come in and see Sugar Rush over the holidays with their children, grand, you know, grandparents, yeah. relatives, and families. Mm-hmm. And then we're also doing something fun. We just created the Atelier's first yearbook. So each year, we're going to have a yearbook that comes out in December for the gallery mm-hmm. and showcases all of the artwork. Um, and events that we've had during the year. Um, our first yearbook is over 100 pages. It has work from all five shows, all of the opening pictures from all of the openings and our events from mm-hmm. our poetry reading we had this year. It has some writing from um, our artists included. Um, and it's, it's a fun sort of compendium of everything we've done this year. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be for sale over the next few weeks. So, again, people can find that on Instagram or come into the gallery and get a nice art coffee table book that's sort it. of showing the beginning of our journey. What a great way to just also for people who might not be ready, right, to make those purchases yes. or investment into those pieces. This gives you a chance to kind of start somewhere, right? Every journey begins with a small step. And this is a small step into Mm -hmm. a great art journey. Um, And so it's exciting for people to be able to support you in that way. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank Um, you. Okay, so we're wrapping up our time here. And if you've listened to the podcast, you're going to know about this question. Um, But it's a question we ask every guest on the podcast. And the answer is very much your own. So there's no wrong answer. Okay. Um, But it, um, here's the question. What does the phrase clearly Kosciuszko mean to you? Well, um, I think that some people think of our community as a place that they live to do certain work. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have, I really think that living here is its own benefit. Mm-hmm. And it's a really exciting, beautiful place to live. And it's a place you get to live, I guess I should say. You, it, it's, yeah. a, it, it's a, it's a, it's a privilege, it's right? It's a privilege think- to live here. And I think that that's what you're seeing in a lot of different initiatives that are going on in our community is that, um, people are really starting to push this idea that it's a real treasure here. There's a Mm -hmm. gem here that not everyone knows about. Mm -hmm. And I think we want to tell some people, (laughs) maybe not everyone. No, I'm kidding. Right. We, we, we want other people to realize how special this place Mm -hmm. is and come join us in our adventures. Yeah. I love that. It is really true. I mean, there is a sense of choosing where you live, Mm -hmm. but also that privilege of being here Mm -hmm. and, I think the more you're here, the more you see it, but you don't understand it. So for people who are listening that may not live here, 
You don't understand it until you come here. So this is your invitation from us. Yes, To come experience Kosciuszko County, come to the gallery, spend some time in downtown Warsaw, um, whether it's, you know, the magical kind of Hallmark holiday-ish vibe or in the summer, right? You've now given everybody a reason to come Mm -hmm. um, and see all the different shows that are coming. So um, I look forward to that and just what's next for you. So it's been an exciting year and it's going to be another exciting year coming up. Yeah. Well, what a way to look forward to 2024. So I want to thank you, everybody who's listening um, for taking the time to spend, you know, a little more in Kosciuszko County um, and getting a chance to experience this, the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast is powered by Kedco with Dream On Studios in partnership with Tippy River Adventures and Visit Kosciuszko County. So this is our last episode of 2023. Okay. So stay tuned for more in 2024. Clearly Kosciuszko is a countywide voice created in partnership between the Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams, Kosciuszko County Convention and Visitors Bureau, Kosciuszko Chamber of Commerce, and the Kosciuszko Economic Development Corporation. If you're seeking a day trip or a weekend getaway, a place to start your business, or a flexible location for a corporate conference, clearly Kosciuszko will connect residents and visitors with the right resource throughout the county. Thanks for listening.